Welcome to the Looks Like Wandering podcast. We're chatting education, career, and life paths with singers, chefs, parents, and more. I'm your host, Allie Barnes. How do you like that new intro? I like it. I think it's pretty great. Welcome to the latest episode. This is coming at you a day early. I just decided that was going to happen five minutes ago. So there you go. You're going to get it on Sunday instead of Monday. Today we're talking to my friend Megan, who is a very talented artist. Um, If you want proof, go to lookslikewandering.com and check the show notes and you'll be able to see everything that she does on there. So in this interview, you're going to hear from Megan. She talks about how she studied art um, all growing up and in college she majored in art education and then she really didn't do it for years. And in this interview, she's going to talk about how she got back into it um, and also how she took it from being a hobby into more of a career, winning awards, being part of the Provo, Utah uh, artist community. Um, She's just doing really, really cool things. So let's just get to the interview and hear straight from Megan where she started and where she's at now. All right, I am here with Megan Geilman, who is an artist in Provo, Utah. Hey, Megan. Hi. Hey, so I'll go ahead and just let you tell your story. Okay. Um, I grew up in San Diego, and I was the oldest of six kids, and I was always artistic. I was always drawing and painting and creating, and when I was young, I when I grew up, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be a mom and an artist. That was what I always said. And, um, I did art in high school was always my elective. And then I went to BYU and studied art education with an English teaching minor. And at the same time, I kind of got into graphic design. I think it was sort of popular. Like everybody was becoming aware of design I didn't go into teaching, but I feel like I use my degree every day because it was so versatile and it gave me, um, you know, teaching skills and art skills and research skills and critical thinking skills. So I don't have any regrets there. And I don't know, maybe I'll end up in the classroom someday. Yeah. And I can even, and we'll get into later, like what you're doing now, but I can still see the education coming through. Like you're still doing it, even if it's not in the way that you intended, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was just such a rich degree. Like I just loved it. I loved my professors. I loved everything I was learning and it allowed me to be unabashedly passionate about art Whereas in other art degrees, you kind of have to specialize and figure things out. And it just let me sort of explode with creativity. I could do whatever I wanted in the studio space. And then I didn't have to give up my love of art history research or, you know, it just was so broad. And so I I love my degree. And I did end up, as I graduated... And I did have a meltdown before I graduated. I was, I was just like, I wanted, you know, I, I thought when I went to college, I would find my style. I feel like that's kind of an important, if you want to be a professional artist, I feel like you need to have two things, a sort of style that's recognizable and a sort of thesis, something, some sort of message. And that can change over time, but 
some sort of touchstone that people can also connect with. And I didn't have either of those. And I was like, this is where I thought I would get that in in college. And I didn't at all. I like all my artwork that I made was kind of terrible. I didn't (laughs) anything that I would, would keep, I don't know. So I, I did have a meltdown about that, but I did go into graphic design freelancing after I graduated. And I've been doing that for nine, nine or 10 years now. I, I love it. And it's very flexible and I do it at home and with my kids. And so, yeah, that's one, one part that I, that I still do. Nice. Um, yeah. So we moved, my husband's job took us on the East coast and then back to the West coast. And then we're here in Utah. So we've been moving around. Um, and that whole time I've just been freelancing and I've had uh, one main client that I really love and she's an event planner and I work with her on uh, business conferences. So I do all the branding and it's great. So, and that has allowed me to fund my art. So. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that part of it. That's awesome. Yeah. I Well, and this is what I would recommend to people if they're just feeling sort of lost because when I was on the East coast, I did an internship with an interior design firm. And that was kind of like out of my usual realm. I wasn't anticipating that for my art career and then the freelancing and none of this felt like it was going to contribute to my being an artist, which was always the goal, which is what I always wanted to do. But it, it did end up being a huge part of my art because I create these staged photographs. So it's essentially designing a space in um, and then having it photographed. And then I do some slight photo manipulation just to kind of perfect it. But those both played a key role. And at the time I, I couldn't see how that was, how that was going to be relevant. And that was hard sometimes. So. Yeah. Well, how'd you get from, so I know a bit of your story. (laughs) Like we're (laughs) friends in real life. So you were on the East coast, uh, interning with interior design, eventually you got over to Utah. And, but before that, I think you had started doing these photographs. How did this come about? Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, um, my son was very young probably seven months old and it was Christmas time and I got this idea to do a Christmas family photo that was a nativity and it was so overwhelming because I was so exhausted my son didn't sleep and it was a lot of it would be a big cast a lot of people my whole family and my brother's-in-law um (laughs) I just but I just had this really big gut feeling that if I could pull this off it it would be something that I it just was this com- compelling that I needed to do this and so I reached out to my family and said I know this is crazy I don't there's pro- a big part of me that doesn't even want to do it but I just it's in my craw I got to do it and they're like sure let's do it and they were all like major sports about it I borrowed all these costumes from a lady in my um home congregation and 
we did it. We did this family nativity and I was kind of modeling it after um, Wes Anderson's advertisements for Moonrise Kingdom, which I love the movie. <laughs> I love Wes Anderson's work. And so it just was That's awesome. I feel like I'm imagining a nativity in a Wes Anderson style and I love that. <laughs> I can I I can I don't know if you put these up on a blog or something, but I can Yes. Please send that to me for my show notes if you're okay, okay with I can that. Send the photo. That was kind of the beginning. And what was cool, um, so I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, and while I was creating this scene or imagining it in my head. Uh, I kept thinking of sort of symbols of the savior to sneak in. And um, that was really creatively um, compelling for me. And I just, it really sparked something inside of me because I always wanted to do contemporary religious work with my faith. There was this show when I started at BYU, it was at the BYU Museum of Art that was, um, it was called metaphorically speaking and it was contemporary LDS artists. And it was um, so eye opening to me because I didn't, the only religious art at the time that I could see were, you know, classical paintings, you know, Harry Anderson. Um, there was a few like on my mission, I remember cutting out J Kirk Richards paintings. Cause I was like, this is different, but even then it was still painting and um, pretty, um, pretty classical still. So just seeing these contemporary artists doing um, really contemporary work that still was faith promoting and religious was really inspiring to me. And so that was always in the back of my mind. So when I did this family photo, um, it was really exciting for me and it, I thought it turned out great. There was, there were some problems. There was like blurry in the corner and, you know, but it was fun. It was just for fun. And so we posted it and, it was, you got a lot of likes, whatever. And then I had an idea that was my first piece in the series and it was called Adam's Dilemma. But <laughs> I didn't still think of myself as an artist and it was something kind of different. So I was just letting it sit and I, you know, I had a kid and I'm just trying to keep my head above water. <laughs> and so it was just sort of, I was like, okay, I have this idea. I know I need to do it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to get it done though. And then um, I had some friends tag me on this game of artist telephone where you got somebody else's artwork or a poem or something, and then you had to respond to it. And I decided on a whim to sign up for it. And I got this poem that totally worked with the idea I had. And so I added, I think, one little item to give it more of a tie to this poem. And I, I asked my parents, hey, I want to do this photo in your garage. And I asked my sister and my brother-in-law to be the models and took about a day to set up. Um, but I only lived like an hour away at the time in Orange County. And um, so I did it. I set the photo up and my dad was into photography at the time. So he helped me set up all the equipment and I took this photo and then I didn't do anything about it for two years. <laughs> <laughs> I think I showed it to like mm, one family in my ward that they were, they were also artists. So uh, it, then there was nothing for two years. And um, cause I had my daughter and you know, just life. 
And then I got another idea. And, oh, and I submitted it to the to the telephone game, and um, the curator loved it, and that was that. So um, then again, there's just this like two year gap where, and this is after and after I graduated, you know, it's like five to seven years where I just that was the only art I felt like I had made, I, and I wasn't painting at all. I wasn't doing any of you know, quote unquote, artistic things. Cause yeah. it just, you, you have young kids. It's like so hard. I don't know life, And I was working too. So, um, and that was kind of an anxiety at the back of my mind. Like I should be doing art. I should, you know, and if I could go back, I would just be like, it's okay. It's all going to work out. And I did feel that to the side, I guess, in my mind. And so I tried to hold on to that. And I'm so glad because I feel like it, a lot of it has come to fruition, if that makes sense. So two years, then I got this other idea, which is my piece called Jane. And, um, it just kind of popped into my head and I was like, okay. And I wanted to shoot it in a church building. And so I emailed the bishop, my home ward, and he, um, he was like, sure. And I, the model was my Sunday school teacher I grew up with, who was like so influential to me in my faith. And she's African-American and I knew I wanted to sort of touch on race, um, in the church. And she was like, sure. And so we set it up and I, this was another big turning point. So I had two kids now. And these pieces were a lot of work to sort of prepare. And I knew I couldn't do all of it. And my sister in the last two years had also gotten into photography. And so I asked her if she wanted to work with me. Um, and she, I was like, I just have this one idea. I don't know if more will come. And um, she said, yeah. So that was a big turning point because it's kind of made it, put me in this strange category because I'm not a photographer. My pieces are photography, but since I'm not taking the photo myself, it kind of adds this unusual dimension. But I also didn't want people to think of my work as photography, but to more conceptual, like that they would pay attention to the ideas behind the photographs more than the actual photograph, if that makes sense. So that was, that was a shift. And I'm, forever grateful that I did that because yeah they've just gotten the images have gotten more complex and since I moved to Utah I got to uh, fly my photographer in and um, but it's still less work than if I was trying I, I don't think I could do that whole part on my own and I I have I recognize that I have very limited creative time and energy and so it was a conscious choice to focus my limited creative energy in the area that I really did want to work on, which is the ideas and the composition and um, sort of the directing and the or organization of these pieces. So I'll, I'll post some of these on the show notes because I mean, I want to stress to the listeners that these are gorgeous and they are so in depth and even on your Instagram, which I'll link as well, 
like you kind of give snapshots of uh, like segments, little parts yeah. of the picture as a whole and say, this is why I did this. This is why I put this in there. This connects back to this historical something or other. Like <laughs> you were so particular about every single aspect in these scenes and it's incredible. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. So I make it, I make a tableau and yeah, I'll just, they all have his art historical reference to them and um, a lot of symbolism. So every, all, yeah, all the objects sort of like are stand-ins for other ideas and I, it's the most fun I've ever had making art and it's not anything I could have ever anticipated when I was younger. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And the response in Utah, because it's such a niche artistic community, though, has been really good. And um, yeah. And I would I would love to hear also how, I mean, mo more about the scene in Utah, but also how did you go from creating these to having your work in galleries and winning awards? Like what was that big leap for you? How did you take that next step? Yeah. I don't think that would have happened if we hadn't have moved to Utah because it is such a niche thing. So I shot, I think three or four images and I was th always thinking like, yeah, maybe I'll do a show in Utah. And now I would fly up or whatever. I didn't know at the time I was like, but you know what? I never had a show in, in college and that had always been a goal. And this is something I can control. So I'm going to make this show and I don't know how, where it's going to show or how I'm going to do it, but I'm just going to start making this series, making a body of work. And so we, I done, I think four, three or four, I don't know. And then my husband's company was moving everybody to Utah. And I said, I'd been following sort of the art scene in Utah and also following developments in Provo. And I was like, if we have to live in Utah, I want to live in Provo near downtown because that is where everything is happening. I feel like, um, yeah, stuff's happening in Salt Lake and uh, other places, but just there is this big art community in Provo and a lot of like civic projects. The rec center was developed. The downtown was being revitalized. The bus system was getting, just stuff was happening in Provo. And so we, Luckily, my husband was on board and we bought a house in Provo and um, some big. So we were here almost a year, actually, before I showed anybody the images. And I shot, I think, two more. I flew down and did two more. So then I had six and my goal had always been 12 for this show. And P.S. You showed me at some That's point because right. I, yeah. I remember being in your house in your office and you're like, I'm kind of working on these. I'd love to do a show someday. I just don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> So I was there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, at the beginning. Yeah, you. So yeah, I very, a very small people. Like it had to be somebody that would kind of like get what I was doing. And I had another friend. She was uh, another mom in the neighborhood, and she had gone to school for art. And I showed her, and she was immediately excited. And I was like, uh, and that was so motivating. So yeah, you guys being excited at the beginning was huge. But my friend. She had no idea I was working on these. She lived, in, I think, in Arizona at the time. She just knew I liked this artist named Paige Anderson. And she somehow ran. This is what's so cool. She ran into Paige's cousin. I don't, I don't have no idea. But somehow they connected up. 
And she said, oh, my friend's a big fan of Paige, Paige's work. And her cousin was like, I can set up a lunch for your friend. Like, no, nothing is prompting this. And so I suddenly get a text from my old roommate, who I haven't seen, you know, in years. And she says, hey, I ran into Paige's cousin and we're setting up a lunch for you. And then I suddenly get a text from Paige herself and said, hey, I heard you want to have lunch with me. I can come down to Provo. And so I said, of course, this is awesome. Uh, It was so nice of her because, you know, she has three kids. She lives up in Salt Lake. She's a working artist. She shows all over the state. I love her stuff. Um, So, yeah, she came down and had lunch with me. And I decided, hey, why not? What, What have I got to lose? I'll show her what I'm working on. Because mostly I had questions about sort of the business side of art because they don't teach you that in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I had no idea how to navigate galleries or anything like that. And she was so supportive. And she said, you should submit this to the spiritual and religious show at the Springville Museum. And I was like, and we met, I think, in April. And I was thinking I would submit a year from then to the salon, which is huge. It would, it, I don't think I would have gotten in if that had been my first submission. Um, and I think it was good because I don't think I would have submitted the piece that I did that did get into the salon the next year. Anyway, I submitted Adam's dilemma and Jane to the Springville, um, spiritual and religious show that fall. And I was like that Adam's dilemma, you can only submit, three the work from the last three years and so that was like I was just scooting that one in under the deadline and it that one got I was hoping one of them would just get in and then both of them got in and Adam Selma got um an award of merit which is one of the awards they give and so that was the beginning that was the um the nexus I don't know but everything kind of blossomed from there and it was so exciting for me and such a dream come true because I was hanging with all these artists that I love and have admired for years and years and years and uh and Paige was there and she was so excited for me and um it was just wonderful it was a dream come true and so yeah that was huge Paige Anderson um I I've given tried to give her and thank her so many times give her credit and um, she had also recommended that I meet with Laura Hurtado, who's the director, or at the time she was in charge of global acquisitions with, for the church art um, collection. And I put it down in my notes and then forgot about it. And then m- months later, I was like, okay, Heavenly Father, I don't know how I would meet this woman. You know, I don't feel comfortable just reaching out. And, um, the next week, my husband for our anniversary, I hadn't even told him uh, this woman's name. Maybe I mentioned it, but he has a brother that works for the church and was just like, do you know anybody that works in the art department, blah, blah, blah. And his brother set up this meeting for me for our anniversary. And that was so big. And she was encouraging. She had she had some advice and she also encouraged me to submit to the spiritual and religious show. So yeah, those two meetings were really big, really huge and getting off the ground. So 
Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so what would you say to someone who wants to either start making art or break into like the art world as a career? Um, so both good questions. Yeah. I and say, I, you can answer either. <laughs> for, the art, for art, I just say, keep, keep making art. Um, and just keep chugging along because there's this quote from Steve Jobs that's like, you can only connect the dots in hindsight. And I would completely agree. Like I had no idea how graphic design or, and that interior design internship would ever influence my contemporary art career, but they absolutely have. So just, I don't know, have fun keep, keep going, keep doing it. And then for getting into the art scene, I think there's so many niche art scenes that can help you get a leg up. I mean, ultimately, like many other artists, I'd love to get in a big museum someday. That'd be amazing. Um, I don't know how I'll do that yet, but <laughs> I feel like I'm just at the beginning of my art career. So that's down the road. Um, but for me, I don't think this would have happened if I hadn't been in Utah because there's so much about just meeting people and there this I think the Utah community is the best. I mean, I've lived lots of other places and they probably have good art communities, but they they weren't that accessible to me. And so and it's, it worked out too, because my art is specifically having to do with this community. So going to things, I think, is big. And just meeting people and saying yes to opportunities, it's, that's probably the biggest thing. Like, I've seen other people after me start to get into shows, and I've tried to be encouraging to them and, you know, been like, hey, come to this event or, yeah, like just trying to pass it on. And that's the good thing about the Utah art scene is I've heard some art scenes are competitive and just a little bit, I think catty, I don't know, but the Utah art scene from my experience is not like that. And everybody is super supportive, maybe even too supportive because I feel like we, it's hard to get a crit group together, like a critique but everybody's always so positive. <laughs> I'm like, sometimes like I need a little, I need you to tell me how I can be better. So I, it's one of my goals to set something like that up here in Provo. Cause there's some in Salt Lake, but with my kids and stuff, I can't, can't drive up there. So yeah. Um, just go to stuff and talk to people and show them your work and get feedback and keep trying. I don't know. Don't give up my advice awesome okay thanks so much megan thank you and that's the interview i hope you enjoyed it if you did please consider subscribing to the looks like wandering podcast you can rate the episode on itunes you can share it with a friend basically anything is awesome thank you so much uh, you can also find the show notes at lookslikewandering.com uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Looks Like Wandering. And please check back next Monday for the next episode. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week.